Well, it's three weeks till Easter time. Holidays for some, maybe, if you're a teacher, if you're a student. Holidays are coming up. Um, If you're going away for Easter, just remember we've got the Friday morning, Good Friday service at 9.30am. So you can actually come to church for the weekend. If you're going away, just sneak it in there before you head off for the long weekend. Uh, I'm just excited. This is the first time making history. Good Friday service here at C3 coming up. But um, I love holidays. Who loves holidays? Oh, just love going on holidays. Um, Who needs money for holidays? You know, you always want to go on great holidays and you need money. Um, Well, we were in a place I'll tell you a story um, quite a number of years ago where we're pretty desperate for a holiday. I think we'd just taken on the senior pastoring of the church. So, man, we needed a break. (laughs) It was a big leap for us. We were just in our mid-20s and had two little kids and we pretty much had no money. We were skint at the time and uh, my uh, John's auntie, he has a great auntie an auntie who is great. She's actually 98 years old, still living. And anyway, so she started sort of like downsizing. This is like, I don't know, 18 years ago. She started, you know, giving away some stuff and um, and she gave us some jewellery. It was antique jewellery. And she was sort of like, you don't have to keep it. It's not like a sentimental thing. If you want to sell it, that's fine, whatever. Anyway, there's some beautiful pieces and some not so beautiful pieces. But anyway, so we thought, all right, so let's, um, we want to go on a holiday. So let's pack the car, pack the kids, head to the Gold Coast with no money and just take one of these pieces of jewellery. It was an opal, so it's not like a super wow thing. And um, we'll go uh, to a pawn shop. Um, You know, in those days, there was no Gumtree, there was no eBay, there was no, um, you know, anything. We had our good old-fashioned telephone book and our Refidex as a map. And so we had all the list of the cash converters' um, addresses. And so we started going around to on the way to the Gold Coast. We sort of, like, diverted which, I mean, anyone who knows you've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old in the car, it's like you don't really want to divert into the middle city of Brisbane to go to the cash converters. Anyway, we started going to some, and I was like, oh, we'll give you 50 bucks. Oh, you're kidding me, as if we can have a holiday for 50 bucks. Anyway, it sort of went 100, 180, and we're like, oh, man, this is a bit of a joke. But anyway, let's keep trying. And uh, anyway, so eventually we weren't going to get any higher than $180. And so we're like, okay, well, we're just going to have to go on holiday for $180. So um, we had um, a list of some accommodation um, places in a book, and we rang one of them and we're like, (laughs) you know, can we get a holiday? you know, a week's holiday for $180 and they're just like, yeah, no. (laughs) So um, we're just like, what are we going to do? Like, you know, we've sort of packed our car. We're ready to go. Here we are. Um, And so uh, we did have a mobile phone, okay? It was in those times. So John said to the guy, "Um, do you know of anybody else who would consider giving a really cheap holiday. And so they gave us a number and um, we rang the number and the guy said, oh, you know, I could do it for $400 or something like this. And so we said, well, no, we don't have that much. We've only got this amount that we can spend. And so he goes, oh, all right, I'll give you the holiday. I think it ended up being $270. We must have had $80, you know, in there. Um, anyway, so we end up getting to this place. It was like a 
beautiful resort. It was a two-bedroom self-contained apartment. It was like we had the best holiday, honestly, ever uh, for seven days. And I've got some little photos to show you of my um, of the resort because it had that beautiful resort pool and, um, you know, where you just... Oh, there's little Jackson in the resort pool. I mean, honestly, um, and show me the next one because, um, oh, look at the light shining there. That's Mitchell. He was like one and a half years old. We just lived in that pool the whole week and we were just like, honestly, we were so happy, yes, that we got the holiday, but that God had provided because we really, I mean, we were stepping out in faith because we were like, okay, we're going on holiday, you know, God's going to provide for us. And it was just miraculous in that how that it happened. We just enjoyed it all the more because of the way that we got it. And uh, you can take that down now. Um, But God wants to bless us. He wants to, he really cares about us. He wants to prosper us. And what we were so confident in at that time was that God wanted to provide for us, but that we were tithers. We were diligent tithers. And we believed in a thing called the tithers blessing, that God will, as Sam has already said, open the windows of heaven over your life. And so we believed in that and we spoke it out, we declared it, and God did open the windows of heaven for us, for that family holiday. It was just like all the more exciting because of God's answer for our prayer. And really, there's so many stories that I could tell you about God's provision for our life. That's just one of them. But tonight we're talking about the power of tithing. And um, Sam, where are you? can't even see you. There you are. You stole my scripture. You already like shared it. But anyway, don't put it up. I I just want to see who, apart from Sam, knows like the scripture on tithing. What book of the Bible is it in? Awesome. What chapter of the Bible? What verse? Okay. Who can actually recite it? No hands. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Call it out to me. Anybody? (laughs) <laughs> I think I think I think some of you have got it. <laughs> okay, how about I read it from the Bible? <laughs> okay, you can put it up there now. Malachi three verse ten. It says, "Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so there will be enough food in my temple." If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great, you won't have room enough to take it in. Try it, put me to the test. Verse 11 says, your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Another version says, I will rebuke the devourer for you, so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil. So this is the scripture on tithe, and I want to break it down for you tonight. I want to talk about the power of the tithe. In Malachi, the, just the context of this scripture, in Malachi 3 verse 10, you can keep it up there, is that um, like God, Israel, the, this, the country of Israel had made God mad. They had not walked in his ways. Their hearts had moved far from him. They turned away from true worship. And really God had a message of judgment for them through Malachi who wrote this thing. And just like some little uh, scriptures throughout Malachi, God saying, I have always loved you. Uh, but then he goes on to say, this country will be known as the land of wickedness and their people will be called the people with whom the Lord is forever angry. Oh, that's not good. 
Oh, that is so not good. It goes on to say, you have shown contempt by offering defiled sacrifices on my altar. And they ask, how have we defiled the sacrifices? God says, when you give blind animals as sacrifices, they're supposed to bring in, in those days, the animals, uh, that was their first fruits as their tithe. And they're bringing blind and um, crippled and uh, not well animals. So God says, I am not pleased with you. You don't want to hear that from God. It's not a good day. Um, So it goes on to say in Malachi 3 verse 6, it says, now return to me and I will return to you. And they say, how can we return to you when we've never gone away? Should people, and God says, should people cheat God, yet you have cheated me? But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? It says, you have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. You are under a curse for your whole nation has been cheating me. And then it goes on to say, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. That's the context of this scripture. So let's just break it down. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Bring, bring means that you've prepared it. You've thought about it earlier. You're not just sitting here going, oh, I left it at home. Whoops, I forgot about it. You need to know where your finances are up to if you're going to bring anything into the house of God. In the Old Testament, in here, it talks about bringing a tenth of the increase, your crops, your animals. They had to know exactly where their crops were measuring at so that they could bring them in. Bring all, all, not a partial amount, not if you can afford it, bring all the tithe. So what's the tithe? The tithe, the literal translation of the tithe is a tenth. Okay, it's a tenth. That's 10%, tenth, 10% of increase. It's not offerings here, offerings there. It's a tenth. That is the tithe. That's what it means. It's a tenth of your increase. Bring all your tithes into the storehouse. What's the storehouse? It's the local church. It's a place where you are fed. It's not uh, charities all over the place. It's not online ministries. It's not um, uh, places where, uh, you know, you just give into uh, people. You're being generous to your sponsor child, to different charities. It's not parachurch organizations. It's into the storehouse, the local church. The Bible says, so there will be enough food in my temple. Like the church to grow needs financial resources. So that's why the scripture is saying, bring it into your local church, into the storehouse. Goes on to say, test me now in this. God's pretty confident that what he's then going to say, he's going to do. Test me now in this. Give it a go. I know there's been different people over the years that have given a guarantee, even from the pulpit, saying, hey, give it a 30-day challenge. If it doesn't work, come and see me and I'll give you money back. Like, that's a guarantee, knowing that when God says, bring all the tithes into the storehouses and test me now in this. If you're not a tither right now, if you don't give 10% of the increase in your life, give it a go. Give the, do the 30-day challenge. Just give into the storehouse 10% of all of your increase and see what God does. But listen, be expectant for it because God's promising. He's making a pretty big promise here. So it says, if you do, okay, so it's a choice. Like nobody's making you do anything. It's all a choice. If you do bring your tithes into the storehouse, then what does it say? I will 
open the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing so great that there will not be room enough to contain it. Oh, come on, who wants that? Who wants that big, big blessing? God totally wants to bless you, but he wants you to give him something to work with. Money is seed. It's a biblical principle. Where you sow, you will also reap. God is generous. He's a good God. He's a provider. There's no lack in God's world. He's a God of abundance and prosperity. God can take your 90% that you have left farther than you could ever take your 100%. Right? Because, like, he is a supernatural God. He's a miracle-working God. He wants to pour out a blessing on you. And he wants to rebuke the devourer for you. He wants to guard you. He wants to protect you. You know, if you're experiencing the devourer, that's okay. It doesn't say the devourer will never come. Okay, there are things that try and, um, you know, everything breaks down, everything needs fixing, and you're just like, hang on a minute, how come this all happens at the same time? I've got an entry in my journal from many years ago from the Women Dreaming Conference, and um, I wanted to read it out to you because this is when we I was, okay, it says, January the 8th, I'm praying to God about our finances. Where's the blessing, etc. We are in the tightest place we've been. Credit card maxed out. Who knows that? It's not good. Stressful. Not getting paid out, etc. To God. Where's our tither's blessing? Not to mention the rest. We're giving. We're giving into the building fund, etc. <laughs> Felt to read Malachi and remind God of his promises. Hey, that's okay. He's given you a promise. It's okay to remind him of it. God, you said, will a man rob God, yet you rob me? It goes on to say, felt challenged to check the tithing amounts as we had been giving the same weekly amount for a couple of years. And especially in the last six months, we haven't been checking it against our income. John and I went through our budget and worked out that we owed nearly $900 in tithes. That's a lot of money. Like $900, that's like an increase of $9,000 that we then needed to tithe $900. Whoops, sorry, God. We, we will pay it and then call in the blessing. So we were, <laughs> we were living in lack. We were seeing the devourer happen. And it was just through prayer that God illuminated an oversight. We weren't actually up to date with our tithes. And we, we prayed, I mean, we gave that money. We brought it into the storehouse and then things started turning for us. And God rebuked the devourer because we could legitimately call in the tithers blessing. Ah, God is so faithful. We've seen it so many times. You know, tithing is so powerful, but it must be a priority for you, for us. It's obedience to God. 1 Chronicles 29 verse 14 talks about how it's all God's anyway. Who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you. And we give you only what you first gave us. That's why it says bring your tithe into the storehouse, not give, because it's already his. So how can you give it to him? It's bringing him what's already his. So putting God as number one. Matthew 6, verse 21, it says, where your treasure is, your heart is also. Where your treasure is, your money, there your heart is also. Not the other way around. Not where your heart is, that's where your money goes. 
So um, I want to, I'm just going to ask some guys to bring up my little props here because I've got a little um, illustration for you. This is my heart. Uh, it's, it's all of our hearts, actually. This is my treasure, all right? And let me just get organized here. <clears throat> All right. I need a volunteer. Can I have a volunteer? Who's a volunteer? Sarah, come up here and give me a little hand here. All right. So, yeah, welcome, Sarah, as she comes. Woo! Oh, putting out some special things. Okay, Sarah, can you hold on to that? Okay, can you open it up? Tell us what's inside of it. Oh, money, real money. And give it a little shake. Oh, it's got coins in it. It's got actual dollar dollars. All right, so close it up. Put it in there. Where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Okay, putting the, um, putting the heart into the offering bucket. Okay, have we got that? Awesome. Okay, we're going to take that out. Okay, you can hold on to that. Awesome. All right, so now let me come down here. I don't know if you can see what's on the stage. Come down here with me as well, Sarah. Okay, so here we've got a Hungry Jack's packet. <laughs> we've got Hungry Jack's drink. We've got some coffee. Hey. We've got some alcohol, don't cheer. Okay, no. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> All right, so... We're going to put our treasure into the food, into the takeaway, into the slurpees, into the coffees, into the alcohol. It all adds up, right? Like if you get a couple of coffees a day, $4, you know, a, a hit, $8 a day, seven days a week, 56 bucks. Am I right? 56 bucks. That could be equivalent to your tithe. I don't know. Okay, so... There goes your treasure. Where does your heart go? In the HJ's bag, right? Okay, so can you bring our money out with us as well as we come over to here? <laughs> all right, so here we've got, all right, so we've got some movies, some DVDs, some media, um, we've got some Xbox games, we've got Netflix, we've got Spotify Premium, right? <laughs> we've got going to the movies. Can we put our treasure in there? Where your treasure is, there your heart goes also. Okay. All right. Are you with me? Okay. Now here we've got, all right, we're going to have to, we've got the shoes. Okay. We've got the shoes. We've got the fashion, we've got the style, we've got the hair and the beauty and all of that. So if we put our treasure in, there our heart goes. There our heart goes. So now let's come back. Money can have a hold on you. Money can have a hold on you. It can scream at you. It can tell you you don't have enough. It can tell you you're all, you need me to be happy. Maybe you have trouble even spending money 
or giving money away. That's the other extreme. But it can have a hold on you. Maybe you're super tight and you can't actually spend things or just be generous or even give. That's different ways that money can have a hold on you. So back to the offering bucket. Put it in there. There's a heart connection in what you give to. So whether it's just these uh, random things that I've chosen tonight, and listen, this is not to make you feel guilty or condemned. That is not the um, point of the um, illustration because you can actually spend money on different things and enjoy different things and God's okay with that. It's just checking your heart to know, does money have a hold on you? Does it have, like, you really need some of this stuff to give you value, to give you worth, to give you happiness? Or can you come back and put your treasure to God and your heart goes in there? See, sometimes, sometimes you can come to church, you don't actually feel connected into church or into people, but your heart's not going to feel connected until your treasure is there. And so you can want this connection. You can want to be part of a church, to be part of a family. But the scripture, it says where your treasure is, there your heart is also. How's that? Beautiful. Can you thank Sarah tonight? (laughs) Giving unblocks your heart. It's about prioritizing God. It's about prioritizing your money. It's about prioritizing your time, your energies. Where is your heart? Allow God to speak to you tonight. See, you can't serve God and money. This scripture, where your treasure is there, your heart is also in Matthew 6 verse 21. It goes on to say in 24, no one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You know, it goes on in this scripture just to tell you, don't worry about life. Don't worry about food and enough clothes to wear because God's going to look after you. God cares so wonderfully for the things of the earth. He will certainly care for you. So it says in verse 31, don't worry about these things saying, "What what will we eat or what will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of us, but seek first the kingdom of God. Above all else, live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Because you can just live in this sort of anxious state of, God, will you provide for me? Or I just don't have enough, or I can't see where it's going to come from. God's going to look after you. And this is the tither's blessing. This is the tither's blessing that you can call it in. He wants to overflow into your life and not just in a financial world, in a financial blessing. He's got blessing to bring peace into your heart, peace into your mind. He's got blessing to give you good relationships. He's got blessing to give you good health and just and provision. He rebukes the devourer. So call it in. Start calling it in. Call in the tithing, tither's blessing that he has. You get a confidence that you know things are going to work out. We look to God. God helps you. He brings peace into your heart. You can trust him. So I know, <clears throat> I know. you know, how, how do you work it out? How can you just, where do you start? Where do you start? Well, 
you need to do a budget. You need to know where your finances are up to. If you don't uh, already uh, have that tithing going on in your life, it's the first, it's the before anything else, that you take it out of your income, you just sort out the direct debit. If it's something, if you've got a regular income, you can send it out there. It's 10%. So just as I come to a close at the end of this message tonight, I know there's different people that some of you are diligent tithers and you've got a revelation of that. I want to challenge you tonight to be expectant that God does want to open the windows of blessing over your life. He wants to open the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing so big you cannot contain it. If you're not seeing that in your life, start calling it in. Have faith for it. Ask God to help you in your unbelief if you're not there. Or maybe you're a hit and miss tither. Maybe you're sort of like, yeah, I'll do it when I'm here. I'll do it if I think about it. Oh, I'll just sort of, you know, randomly throw in a bit and hope that covers it. Let me encourage you. Be consistent. Be consistent. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse. And if you're here and you've never tithed before, then take the 30-day challenge. Just go, okay, well, I'm going to, on all my increase for 30 days, I'm going to bring it into the storehouse and I'm going to believe that God is going to do something in my finances that I've never seen happen before. And that's a promise from God. It's in his word. So there's your challenge for you. God's speaking here tonight. I know he's just like, I know messing with some heads, that happens. It's not, you know, there's different things that we can spend our money on. And that's okay as long as God's got our heart, as long as we could stop it at any minute if God asked us to. I know we've gone a year without buying clothes just because God asked us to, just to, just to know that in our hearts money doesn't have a hold on us. Fashion doesn't have a hold on us. Style, all of that stuff, you can't take it with you. God wants your heart. He wants your heart. So just as we um, come to a close tonight, can I pray for you? Just close your eyes. Thank you, Jesus, that you're here in this place. I thank you for the word of God, that you bring truth and you bring promises, God. You help us live our life the best way. I know you want to bless us. I know you want to prosper us. And I pray that you would speak to people here tonight, Lord, to encourage them, to challenge them, to stir them up, to make a commitment, to remake a commitment, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, but I pray, Lord, that you would. Open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on our church, on our people, on every family, on every household so big that we cannot contain it. That's our, your promise to us and we thank you for that.